Hey everybody and welcome to episode 10 of My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay and I'm your host. Season 1 is all about recovering from religiosity and I'm excited to have a special guest, Jawa Williams, with me on the show to join the discussion. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck, available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. Okay, so Jawa, do you believe that faith or works is more important, or do you feel like they're the same? Um, So after digging kind of into it, because I believe at first when I first read the question, I was like, okay, obviously it's faith. Like faith is the most important, of course. And then something was like, "Mm, maybe you should check into that. (laughs) And I started (laughs) um, digging into the scriptures and realized, wow, okay, yeah. Um, they're, they're, you need both basically um, mm-hmm. you can't have one without the other they both kind of work hand in hand uh, so that's that's what I believe <laughs> got you so how would you say um, you should balance working by faith without it leading to works righteousness right so um, the first thing that kind of came to mind when I came to the realization that you needed both was to first understand that um when we're talking about works, we're not meaning working uh, to show, you know, approval, you know, doing good things because we're looking for people to approve us or even looking to, for God to approve us because of our good work. So I think that's the first step is to understand that we don't have to work for approval. Um, that's what grace is for, of course. Um, so that would be the first step. And then once you get that down pack and understand that concept, um, then I would just um, begin to really uh, begin to pray about it. Like, okay, God, I realize now I need both faith and works. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to work, you know, for your approval because I know I already have it through grace and through, you know, your blood and everything like that. So just kind of show me, like, just have that kind of dialect um, dialogue with God uh-huh. and just really ask him, like, you know, to show, to show you how to um, have that balance and maybe, when to you know reveal to you when maybe your motives or your intentions are you know for that approval that we kind of have been longing for for so long and to kind of help us get out of that habit of working for approval got you so um when it comes to like uh I guess spiritual disciplines Mm -hmm. um how do you how do you manage that because it's easy to get legalistic oh my goodness um (laughs) so how do you you know maintain devotion without it becoming legalistic okay um so how I would probably go about that one is uh I hate to kind of put it back on relationship but I think that that's what it really comes boils down to is 
if you really have that genuine relationship with Christ, if you talk to him and he talks back to you, you know, you wait for that moment, not just in prayer to tell God everything that you want or need. um, But then at the same time, you, you know, wait patiently for his voice. I think that God, and once you have that solid relationship or that free flowing relationship, you'll realize that he'll show you, he'll direct you, he'll, he'll let you know if, you know, about your motives, or he'll show you yourself and what areas that need to be worked on. And of course, that kind of makes me think about the Holy Spirit as well. Um, It's not just that relationship with God, but of course, allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and, you know, lead in God too. Yeah, I I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I, I guess I, I just propose, like, (laughs) um, (laughs) Have you have you noticed like in modern church culture that we um, not get too dependent on faith, but that works is almost seen as worldly? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And everything becomes like all faith without the practical aspect. Exactly. Or, Or without wisdom, really. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. Um, I feel like sometimes the lines are blurred, especially with like, Mm It definitely takes a moment of okay. Once you realize that, Jua. Oh, can you hear me? Sorry, it just went out. Um, but I'll just edit it right there. Okay. Um, if you can start back, the last thing that before it went out, it was saying. Um, you were saying. Uh, a lot of the times the lines are blurred. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Because I kind of talk fast. All right. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of like going in and out. Sorry. So weird. No problem. Okay. So what I was saying was that um. A lot of the times the lines are blurred um, when it comes to uh, things being, uh, as far as faith is concerned, things that have been done in the past for so long, like things get passed down from generation to generation and um, like faith works, faith based work deeds and things like that. And it just takes that moment to realize, wow, okay, I've only been doing these works or these deeds because that's what's been shown to me or what's been taught to me. And then, you know, once you realize that because of your personal relationship with Christ, you're, you know, the veil has been, you know, torn and you're able to see, you know, he'll show you, okay, wow, these things I didn't have to do this whole time. Um, And just really understanding that um, our works don't equate to, um, are not the same as like doing good, good deeds for approval, like I said earlier. Yeah. Um, And that we do the works. Uh, to showcase that we belong to Christ or to show that, you know, we love him to show that we do these things, not because we have to do them, but because we want to, um, because we, we love Christ, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, Would you say that the, the, I guess the way it's, it's dealt with in churches, would you Mm -hmm. say that it is, um, it's balanced well? as far as like ministry is concerned, Mm -hmm. like in the local church? As far as um, being able to decipher between faith and works or them working, Mm -hmm. blending together. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I say that if you're on the outside looking in, maybe not a believer at all, mm-hmm. um, I would think maybe as a whole, unfortunately, maybe not so much, um, especially if you're not raised in the church uh, and things you. like that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's one thing that we could be doing a little bit better as a Christian community um, in general is really hammering in the um, what grace really means and mm-hmm. showing that, okay, First, we got to get down what what faith is because we can't do the work without the faith. Like I would definitely, definitely. that faith comes first. I mean, I don't I don't know how many people would just re- willingly just do things <laughs> without you know without having that confidence, that firm confidence. Like, okay, I'm doing this because you know I'm going to receive something at the end, not just mm-hmm. because of that, but because your your faith is linked in something um, that's b- much bigger than you. Um, so yeah. I think that as a as a church whole um church community that we could be doing a little bit better in that area so on the outside looking in people don't just see the works but they see faith they they clearly you know can see okay these people are doing these works these great works because they love christ and not because they're obligated to yeah Mm -hmm. which i think i think kind of draws people well i guess it it turns people away right i would say because when it comes to salvation, I feel like a lot of times now people feel like they have to do mm-hmm. like as soon as they accept Christ or before even accepting him right. in order for you to be worthy of Christ, mm-hmm. you need to prove that you right, actually right. want it. You get Absolutely. what I'm saying? <laughs> uh-huh. Like you have to first kind of starting off with the altar. Like, I mean, that that's a funny thing, thought that I just had. <laughs> but I mean, if you really think about it, yeah, like, in the church setting, we pull them out. Yeah. And OK, come out from everybody else. Stand yep. up in the front. And this is the first your first test you got to pass before <laughs> you're you, you know, you come before Christ. And that's I mean, a good it sounds one. funny. It sounds funny thinking about it just out loud right now. It does. But you know, and uh, but the intention behind it, of course, was so pure, like not yeah. trying to make someone, you know, feel uncomfortable. And of course, you know, the Bible talks about, um, you know, being bold and, you know, being sure of what you're standing and what you're believing in. But, you know, I could again with that thought of on the outside looking in, that might look scary. That might look like, uh, oh, yeah, I can't be I can't be safe unless I come to the front. Like, yeah. And it's like we've kind of set this bar. Right. Of what like we know that you're serious if you mm-hmm. do this right but like at the end of the day like it doesn't matter if we know that they're serious or not because exactly. it's between them and the lord mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely yeah so i think i definitely think this this um i guess imbalance of mm-hmm. faith and works is also seen in the call to salvation right like and where people feel like um they have to do in order to be saved and then mm-hmm. after First of all, you got to do so you can prove that you should be saved. Right. And after you get saved, immediately you need to go to work in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> based upon like how much work you do, that'll determine whether or not you're maintaining, you know, good fellowship with with God. Right. Which I kind of feel like is a, is our way of coping Right. <laughs> probably with the fact that we you know our way of coping I guess with the supernatural yeah because we have to have some sort of like tangible evidence yes. to 
or just an explanation exactly exactly so if we equate it to like what you're doing Mm -hmm. then I can really know that and especially I can can only imagine for church leaders yeah because if I have something tangible then it it doesn't weigh as heavy on me that I'm Mm -hmm. responsible for your souls Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah because that's a that's a huge task so if I can kind of measure it in a way that I can see that kind of helps me cope Mm-hmm. with the fact that I'm responsible for for all these songs <laughs> <laughs> yes I mean just just as a leader in general that it's it's real if you're not if you're not prepared if you're not you know ready or in the right mind space you could easily just you know uh really just get off track and just be so consumed with the the you know the weight of your responsibility and sometimes lose track of the main point and that's faith and everything like that so yeah yeah that's that's very interesting I'm glad that you brought up the the fact about the altar mm-hmm. um I'm pretty sure there can you think of any other examples um let's see another example of like where it's almost like we have to do qualifying work yep okay yeah let's see um well I know like after salvation you have well now you need to be filled yeah you need to be filled with this so that's another test mm-hmm. and we will judge based we will judge whether or not you've actually been filled with yeah. spirit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the core problem with that is the we. Like, I mean, yes. I know that it, you know, the Bible does talk about, you know, judging fruits and, you know, by, you know, the, judging the spirit by the spirit and all, and all this other stuff. But I think it kind of goes back to motives because, mm-hmm. I mean, if we just be completely honest, especially church folks we can be kind of nosy sometimes uh, and it has, yeah, real it has nothing it has nothing to really do with when we use that scripture or when we try to quote that it's really <laughs> just us being nosy a yeah good of us time. justifying our nosy yeah us, <laughs> well it's in the bible yeah. well no if your motive was not pure and you're like uh, the only way that that would be okay is if one you're the shepherd over that person so mm-hmm. two two if you know, you actually genuinely care about their salvation, exactly. you care about their, their personal walk with Christ, and you're in some kind of mentoring relationship or, or something that's pushing them even more to Christ. Um, but any other any other reason would really just be inadequate and, and invalid if the, those are if your motives and intentions aren't pure for wanting to, yeah. you know, have that kind of, um, you know, testing people. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, on the other end of the spectrum, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you have um, all faith in the sense of like, just confess and believe. Right. And and then just. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Until he comes. Oh, Lord. If that was the case, I would be chilling right now. (laughs) For real. Oh, man. For real. So how do you feel like, I guess this really boils down to the presentation of the gospel. Yeah. Like when it comes to presenting the gospel and Mm -hmm. I guess the invitation to salvation, like I'm, I'm just trying to think of like ways that we can go about presenting it because you either have you gotta do 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 Mm -hmm. or you have like do nothing and just you know yeah you you accepted him and that's it yeah yeah that's it so how do we find that middle ground and how do we practically implement that right so I feel like the 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 key to that is discipleship 
if you're not willing to, okay, well, let's say once you've evangelized to somebody and they have decided, okay, I want this Jesus. I want to live for him. Okay. Mm -hmm. So your work or, you know, and it doesn't mean that you have to be a minister. It doesn't mean that you have to be in the five fold, anything like that. If you were that person that, you know, God used to lead them to him, uh, I would say that your work doesn't stop right there at the altar or wherever they were led to Christ. That is now, you know, your responsibility to, you know, kind of have some form of discipleship, discipleship relationship, checking in on them, you know, showing them and teaching them what you have already learned for yourself. Um, maybe gotcha. sharing testimonies, you know, because I feel like if we just leave it there and just say, okay, well, you have Jesus now, you know, <laughs> you're free to yeah. do whatever, then, you know, especially if they back to the thought of them, maybe not even um, being raised in the church or things mm -hmm. like that, they're completely just, exactly. you know, left out yeah. for any, any attack, any kind of, um, you know, things to come up that they'll just be swift to just believe whatever. Yeah. And I think even in sharing testimonies, we like, it's, it's, I guess it's still from this, <laughs> like this distant place. Uh -huh. Like we don't even really like, it's just, well, you know, he, he saved me. Mm -hmm. I was a mess. Right. But people need to know, like, not saying you have to tell everything. Exactly. But at least share what it is he saved you from exactly. because, <laughs> because it's like you have to give them the why now like okay you showed them yes and almost in a way you know how like okay he ha the how is because of his blood and you know he died on the cross and all these things but you have to show okay well why do we do we love him why do we believe why you mm -hmm. have to give them the why so without that i mean going back to that thought well I don't know too many people that are, are just doing work just because mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's so true yeah I just I I think the way the way we present the yeah. the the gospel is very it's either very shallow or it's very mm -hmm. it's very harsh yeah so I guess um you know, like people have said, well, I don't read as much or I don't right. play as much, so I'm not, I'm not as good of a Christian, uh -huh. or I can't, I'm not good at this Christian thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, which should yeah. be the case. And I think one thing that's also important is is acknowledging the fact that salvation is an ongoing. Yes, you're thing. never just like, arrived. He not only saved you from your sin, but he is still saving mm -hmm. you until he comes until he comes I, back yeah and I think we lose sight of that yeah and it becomes like you know he saved me way back then uh -huh. but I've been good ever since look I have or my name is written my name is in that book I'm good <laughs> yeah absolutely like, I, not <laughs> yeah like I you know I, I haven't needed him since then you know mm -hmm. he saved me way back then but you know we've been good but mm -hmm. whether we acknowledge it or not and even you know for those that say that there are levels to sin whether you feel like it's a small sin or whether right. you feel like it's a, it's a big sin he's right. constantly renewing us and yeah. and pruning us mm -hmm. every day yeah <laughs> every day in some way if you told a little white lie he got uh -huh. to prune that you know like yes, <laughs> yes he saved your soul from eternal damnation yeah but you still need his saving work every day 
every day. Yeah, that makes me think of, um, you know, the idea of dying to ourselves daily. Like it takes yes. it's a daily yes. process every day. You know, if we if we're saying that we're believers and things like that, we have to ask that. Okay, Lord, I'm gonna need you to kill me again today. Kill my flesh. <laughs> put me put me on the same cross that you you know <laughs> died for us on. Because it really takes that. And I think if we're honest with ourselves mm-hmm. on a regular basis, not just every other day, not just monthly, yeah. weekly, every single day, we're on. We wake up in the morning and we're honest with ourselves and we acknowledge the fact that we are at the end of the day we're but dust. Like we're. We're, exactly. not, we're nothing and it's exactly. it's so easy for us to be swayed no matter how long we've been saved no matter how exactly. long we've known Christ and it's a daily walk exactly and I think if we come to terms with that and yeah. we present the gospel with that acknowledgement mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like a lot more people would be more receptive of what yeah. we have to say because if it's just well you know well 75 years ago he saved <laughs> then yeah. I mean it, it's going to seem like oh well you're way up there and Mm -hmm. I'm way down absolutely not like and you never need him and I always have to pray and I always have to ask for for forgiveness Mm -hmm. it's like but we all do yeah so I think if we present it with the fact that yes yes he saved my soul Mm -hmm. you know but I still need his saving work every day Mm -hmm. like people have um they can connect better I feel. And oh yeah, it, it resonates more, more with them. Inviting more reasonable, more you know, tangible. Like it's not some high up thing that you have to reach at when you first come in, but yeah. it's something that you slowly but surely work towards, and you see God come in and just really transform your life. I think if we, if like kind of back to the thing about testimony, if we really just, you know, show people that He is a His transformative power is so amazing, you'll literally look at yourself. And realize, oh my God, I'm not even the same person I was last year. I'm mm-hmm. not even the same person that I was prior to Christ. And we just show them like, okay, it, it's, it starts here, but then eventually like it grows and it grows and it grows and it into something so beautiful that words can't even really describe. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like when people, another thing is when people, you know, come to Christ, you know, sometimes it's either well, you just got saved, so you don't need to be working in the church yet, you know, uh, yeah. you get some teaching, and mm-hmm. um, you know, you're not qualified to work in the church yet. Yeah. Um, and then you have those that allow allow mm-hmm. new believers to start working in the church, and then if they mess up or yeah. something, Chastise. then it's condemnation. Shame. Like, yes, and it's just like, you know. Well, what you expect? It's this, we want, we either don't want you to work or we want you to work, but if you mess up, then we're going to judge you. Yep, you're right. Because, yep, they just got saved anyway. Should have <laughs> known, known they were going to mess up. <laughs> you know, and I just, I don't feel like we are treating, especially new believers, yeah. um, like, like we're supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. And I think it kind of goes back to the whole idea of, well, I've been saved for so long that yes. I forget where I came from. I forget where I started. Exactly. And my struggles and, you know, or even the fact, if you think about it, their particular struggle may not, you may not be able to relate to it because it, that was yes. not your specific struggle. Yes. So therefore it's harder and you're almost blinded because you have a lack of sensitivity for God's yes. people. And so I think that if you're in any leadership position, you have to ask God, 
on a regular basis, okay, God, I, I want to be sensitive to your people. Like, yes. I, don't, I want to be empathetic. I want to be able to feel what, you know, um, breaks, you know, break my heart for what breaks yours, you know, things like that. Because if we don't have that, it's so easy to judge. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to, you know, um, look down on them and, and shame them and things like that. Um, and just remember that we're not even we're not even at a place where we can judge ourselves. We're not even qualified to judge uh, ourselves. Yeah. So if <laughs> which we, is scary. Yeah, which is very scary because we know ourselves pretty well. Um, if we're not even qualified to judge ourselves, how how crazy does it sound for yeah. us to be judging others? Exactly. So, yeah, and that's where discipleship comes in. Exactly. But I I feel like especially especially in the in the African American community, yeah. there is a lack of discipleship. Yes, in the local churches, mm-hmm. um, and I honestly didn't realize how detrimental that is mm-hmm. spiritually. Yeah, um, or that that was even a thing until I went to undergrad at Regent, uh-huh. and we had to write papers and do projects yeah. on like discipleship models and talk wow. about our discipleship experiences growing up and uh-huh. it's just like I didn't know that churches had this like, <laughs> <laughs> right you know and and it's it's if you go to like most African-American yeah. predominantly black churches yeah you will not see a discipleship not, yeah we model uh, like it's very rare uh-huh. um and I mean one one of the reasons I get is, you know, lack of resources, mm-hmm. um, you know, or even just lack of knowledge yeah. about that, because yeah. that's not how the black church culture was was brought about mm-hmm. with discipleship models and stuff. So, yeah, it's just like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never heard of this before. <laughs> yes. But I feel like um, uh, like uh, because of those reasons, I'm not blaming anyone. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like, like conversations like this is necessary to like, not, I guess not to educate, but to, I guess, advocate for these type of things. Like showing Um, their importance. Yeah, because it it is important. And I feel like even if you don't have a lot of resources, whatever you can do to implement discipleship and mentoring and, and things like that, um, is important and what, whatever you can do will help absolutely yeah and so I feel like you know while Sunday school and and all these different things are good like I feel like we we could put some of that focus towards actual discipleship and like people are coming to like midweek programs without being ever being discipled Mm -hmm. we're just going to check it off the list or because Mm -hmm. this is like the religious quota yeah you know, or because I'm I'm on the I'm on the staff, or you know, Absolutely. and we're we're actually not making disciples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, that makes me think of like uh, I for, honestly, this is horrible. I forget who said it, but um, it really makes me think of a quote like if you're how you know that you're discipling somebody, or if you're in a close relationship with them, like as as far as like Christ's um, relationship is concerned, is if you don't know that person's like 
struggle, like what there's something that they really struggle with. And I'm not talking about knowing all their business and deep details, mm-hmm. but if you're not able, if you don't know or have that some form of information as far as that, to be able to uh, pray for them effectively, being able to reach out to them and maybe invite them out to places because you know that around this certain time of the month or around, you know, this holiday, they are, they're hurting or broken. If you're not, if you're not aware of other people's, um, you know, weaknesses and broken brokenness that you're not able, you're not in some form of like, you know, uh, discipleship relationship. And it's just important to not, again, I say not know every single detail because you can know somebody struggle without knowing, uh, you know, specifics, you know, yeah. specifics. Um, because that's, that's really how people are, are leaving the church because they're, going to these weekly routines, they're going about routines, but not receiving, you know, the physical, you know, okay, of course they can hear from God. Of course they can, you know, read their Bible and all this, that, and uh-huh. but you need to put the spiritual with, you know, the natural because we're, he- we're human beings. Yeah. We're literally human yeah. beings. And if, if we're not, if we're not, you know, if we're all spiritual and not practical, you know, mm. that's where things get yep. a little flaky. That's it. Yeah. If we're all spiritual, and not practical yeah things get a little harder yeah most definitely did you um have anything else on this particular topic um that you feel is important to Mm -hmm. share um not not really at the moment but I think the that I will say that discipleship what that point was really I think the super important thing about you know that would really wrap up this whole conversation Mm -hmm. is knowing like really advocating like okay if you know you realize that you're in a in a church home that doesn't have these things but and you find yourself struggling that may quite frankly be the reason why you know you're finding yourself you know in cycles or really struggling because you're not having you know that person you know that one person you can call on besides you know your pastor beside you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying like someone that you could really you know pull on besides you know Jesus we love Jesus we (laughs) we get we get it we love Jesus okay but I need someone I need someone physical physical in my life too so yeah most definitely yeah yeah most definitely and if you see the need yeah I would say not just simmering in the fact that they don't get it yeah they don't realize that discipleship is necessary if you see the need mm-hmm. go to the church leader present it yes and you do something about it you try to you know mm-hmm. you know make things happen instead right. of like waiting for people to uh-huh. get it <laughs> because what's sad is the unpopular truth is that if that is on your heart if you really see that need and it's really pressing on you nine times out of ten it's something god has asked you to do something he's calling yeah. you to do and making you, you know, showing you that you need to step outside your comfort zone and, you know, speak up on, on you know, Christ's behalf and, and everything like that. Because you really don't know what has been placed on your heart is really for somebody that is really in need that would exactly. never have, would never do, you know, what God is asking you to do. Exactly. That's, exactly. That, that's the, that's the real truth right there that people, you don't want to yeah. always accept. Yeah, but it, it is the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. Yeah, that's a good lasting thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good lasting thought. Yeah, so um, thank you for being willing to be a part. Um, I, re- no I really appreciate I it. And I, I enjoyed, you know, talking about this. I feel like this is a, 
a very necessary topic Mm -hmm. um just kind of finding the middle ground between you know all faiths versus all works Mm -hmm. um and the importance of discipleship and how we can practically incorporate that in our local churches um I feel like will help someone yes so thank you for you know sharing your insight and no problem you know being willing to talk to talk about this I really appreciate it anytime yeah so thanks to everyone for tuning in and make sure that you connect with Jawa on social media did you enjoy this episode I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starter Stick, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.